This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. this week's episode of Property Jam podcast where we talk about everything to do with the human side of property and Matt is in hysterics in the background for some reason what's happening because he couldn't say hello he couldn't say hello Joe Joe was like no you didn't say hello I was like yeah I did say hello yeah I did say hello (laughs) no you didn't because actually when we did say hello I heard you say hello which means you didn't the first time around was it like you're miming hello hello. right right, fine was I supposed to say hello no, well, you can oh, say hello. You can do it. It's fine. And <laughs> oh, just on hi, that hi, note, yes. actually, for those of you that uh, don't recognise that voice, that is our guest for this week. So we've got lovely Harry with us from Student Housing. Lovely and Harry. Is lovely that, Harry. Lovely Harry. <laughs> is, that, is that your nickname? Is it like, Best um, intro your... I've ever got. And uh, yeah, so Harry knows our Joe very well. Very um, well. Very well. So this could Too become well. the, the Harry and Joe show by the end of the episode, uh, but we'll see where it all goes. So Harry, over to you. Who are you? Um, so I'm Harry. I'm um, I'm a letting agent in Lincoln. So I look after some of Joe's properties. I've met Matt before. I don't think we've ever met, have we? Right? No, no, not yet. Um, just like online. Um, so yeah, we look after like a number of like student properties across Lincoln and Nottingham. Um, some of them are Joe's, which we've got some funny stories that I think you've kind oh. of discussed on the podcast before. Yes. And we've got some others of some of our other tenants as well, which are quite exciting. Yeah. So is this going to be an episode all about what tenants do? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm open to it. I mean, I've got <laughs> lots of stories. I mean, full disclosure, I chat to Joe quite frequently and she steals a lot of my stories. I do. So <laughs> a, lot of them, a lot of them have featured on the podcast before. So I have to try and like whittle out which ones you guys already discussed. Oh, God. Okay. I mean, this so is actually- the thing. It's my favourite thing is like Harry will have like a story and he'll just ring me and be like, you won't fucking believe what just happened. <laughs> I was like, what? And I'm like, this is such good podcast fodder. Like it's going, it's going on Property Jam. So. You know when just like something really dramatic happens though and you're like, I need to tell somebody and I need to tell somebody that's like going to get it and find it funny and somebody that just needs like a bit of a like, I don't know, like a comic release. And I'm just like, Joe, where's Joe at? Like, and then you don't pick up the phone. And I'm like, I need to tell somebody about this tenant that's painted his walls in gloss paint and why he's done it. Um, so I'm just like- Talking of release. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go back and listen to tenant stories for that Episode one, two, people, Episode if you want to know about a tenant, that, a tenant release. That, that story has featured on several episodes. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's not even the worst one. There's like so many as well that I've like given Joe a call about. Oh. I don't know how many of them are like podcast friendly. Oh, well, this is a very um, uh, open Explicit. podcast. But you mean the worst? Yeah, there is a, <laughs> oh, there, there yeah, is a warning label on this podcast, so don't worry. Yeah. Oh, do we have like a little explicit? explicit. This is, yeah, yeah, we are explicit. Oh, brilliant. Most so, like, this of one me. time I had a tenant, right, <laughs> that I would... <laughs> so I'm doing like a viewing and I'm like, I've got like a group of six. It's like a HMO property in Lincoln. I've got a group of six with me. And I'm like knocking on the door and I'm like, they all know about it. They've got a text like a couple of days before, like we're coming round. We're going to be doing this viewing. Like this is for the next academic year. And um, I knock on this door and the guy's like, yeah, just give us a minute. And I'm like, okay, like he's probably just getting dressed. Like it's, it's 11 a.m., but fairly early still. So I'm like, okay, like that's fine. That's fine, mate. So this girl walks out and I'm like, oh, I thought it was, I thought it was a guy. This, this, this was a guy's room. And I was like, okay, fine. Like whatever. So I, I knock again, like, is this a guy's room? Like what's going on? Another girl walks out and I'm like, hang on, what? 
So then I'm like, right now I can go in because there's like obviously nobody in this room. Walk in, <laughs> six tenants behind me, freshers that have literally only just started university. This guy's like, me, I said, give us a minute, yeah? There's another two girls in the <laughs> bed. And I was just literally there like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I'm just, I was like, um, we're just going to go like look in the living room. We'll just give you like a, another minute. And he was like, yeah, like I said, a minute, mate. I was like, okay, like, well done. Cheers. Thank you. Hang on, how, many, how many in total? Four, four in total. Four girls, one guy. It was um, embarrassing. The freshers are there, like obviously like giggling. Next thing you know, they've all got like Instagram stories, like viewings with students. <laughs> <counting. laughs> it's, like, it's like four girls coming out this one guy's room and you just see my face, like absolutely mortified, like not knowing what to do or where to put myself. And I'm just like, okay, great. Well, um, congratulations or thanks. <laughs> and I just didn't know what to say. Oh my God. I love that, love that. Oh yeah. no. It gets That's... worse, it's so awkward. And then that same tenant, he had a girlfriend that lived in the house that they'd broken up with and they she ended up having a baby with someone else in the house not like not physically in the house the baby, yeah. but she brought the baby back to the house and she emailed us she's like um just so you know there's another tenant and we were like oh you can't like sublet your room and she was like no i'm, I'm pregnant i'm gonna give birth i've got like a uh, is it like a c-section booked like next week i was like oh um is that a suitable environment like we've got one bed upstairs would you prefer that she's like no we'll be fine so hang on, hang on, hang on. A student had a baby and lived in an HMO with a baby. Yeah. But yeah, but, but with... to be fair, it was the it was the very last week of her tenancy anyway. It's like right at the, the end. But um we never saw the baby or anything, but she told uh, us uh, it was gonna be there. And, and hang on a minute. So the guy that she'd broken up with still lived, lived in the downstairs house. with four girls, yeah. Or they was there the day I lived there. Honestly, this yeah. is like a soap opera. But the dad was but... a different guy. And like he wasn't in the house. Yeah. Oh no, he, he then moved in. He actually like oh. we had to like we kicked him out because he was essentially just living in her room. It was like we're not licensed this many people, like you need yeah. to leave. Um so he he ended up actually living in the flat upstairs and they kind of I think spent most of their time in the flat above because it was like a ground floor, second floor, and then the third floor was actually a flat that was accessed through some stairs around the back. Oh, so. this is so good. You know oh. you had at your house one of your houses. Oh the drama, yeah. Yeah, because you know she cheated on him yeah. and then he punched up your wardrobe or something didn't he yeah so he totally smashed it up fucking yeah. lovely wardrobe as well and like yeah but yeah. hang on a minute because i understood it that like they were in she was having a, a thing with one guy and then they had a row and then she went with another guy in another room and then he's still living there tolerating with the fact that those two are now doing the do and he's just I... the whole house hates him right I didn't understand it like that, but I'll be 100% honest. I don't have much day-to-day -day involvement in your properties. In fact, I only learn about Lincoln-specific stuff with your houses from your podcast. So when he was talking about a roof, <laughs> I came in the other day and I was like, is that, is that one of Joe's properties that we look after? And Rob was like, oh yeah, she needs a new roof. I was like, oh, I've just found out about it on Property Jam. Like, I didn't know that that was a thing. I just, and then I'm texting you. I'm like, I didn't know you need a new roof, Joe. Like, yeah. you get some posts together. You're like, yeah, we're on it. I was like, okay, I'm glad yeah, totally. one of us is on it. Because yeah. it wasn't me. No, it certainly wasn't you. But, and he's doing a very good job, Rob. Big fan, well Rob, done. Yeah, yeah oh, big fan. You. Yeah, well, well, well appointed. Yeah, no. Um, haggling, haggling on quotes at the moment because they've come in crazy, crazy. <laughs> cray cray like big time yeah one came in see i don't know i'm waiting for you to tell me on the podcast and then that's how okay. i know what's going so you're on in your it. houses so, so you're yeah, on it yeah, I'm here so now. now i can tell I'm you so um so 14k for one of them um and then all of a sudden that was the the novak guy and he's okay back, and now he's saying like 21 and a half i'm like bitch how come it's gone up so maybe, much maybe like shout him out on the podcast see if you can get like an advertising discount or totally. is that not allowed i, I don't nah, know Niall, shall we go somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we should uh, do a coffee is anyone completely lost <laughs> 
Well, I did. I did warn everyone that this would be the Harry and Joe show, and there we have it. <laughs> you right well I think I've told you this on the letting agent episode when I was ringing around and I was researching Lincoln there was only one guy for the job like, <laughs> I saw the first time we spoke wasn't it we were on the phone for like 40 minutes and I could just tell you knew your shit because you knew all of your stats across the business you certainly chatted the chat you're already a landlord and I was like oh my god you totally get it and then we hung out in like your reception for like two hours and I was just like oh my god I love this person so much like you just understood me I mean you totally didn't like my vision because you said it wouldn't work no, I proved you no, I was wrong it's been I was amazing wrong. Yeah. um but yeah we've hung out we've 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 got I I, I just think you're brilliant <laughs> oh thank you right. I think you're brilliant too um, I remember I remember that first day that you came into the office office and he was like I'm gonna buy these two houses they're next door to each other and I was like no that's a terrible area don't do that it's like you'll never rent the new it was like they're gonna be amazing and I was like no like everybody says this like every landlord thinks their house is amazing and I was like yeah like I'm not really sure and I kept trying to like guide you to like not do it and you was like no we'll do it and you did it and it was really nice yeah. I mean I did walk into the studio at one point and was like she did say amazing and this is like well, that's okay but it's not amazing and then you met Katie and then it was amazing enough that they're both both those houses are amazing yeah it was an interior architect who just and that was your recommendation as well but I just remember we got to like because of the student market obviously those of you out there who listen and are in the student market you've got to time it so right with tenancies and we got to March which is well beyond the time when students are looking to move into property and I remember Harry taking me into the kitchen of one of the houses and just like sitting me down and saying this is the time where we have to have the talk like this is this is it you're not gonna fill the house for September it's just it's just not gonna happen and again me just being stubborn and you know eternally optimistic it was like no I just think you've got this and we were considering offering incentives and like bicycles we'll pay you to move in it'll be fine <laughs> and in the end yeah that first year we did we filled them didn't we it was, I was very proud of us it was good good little team my favorite thing was joe when she bought the house or both houses quite early on in the year she's like well i can't just sit empty for nine months we'll have to airbnb them do you remember that woman that turned up to airbnb and like don't get me wrong the houses they they were pre-refurb so we yeah. were still like you were doing one and then the next door one that hadn't started yet we was like we'll airbnb it yeah and then um, service accommodation is not my thing no. Like not my no. It also turns houses. out it's not Lincoln's thing either. Just generally. No. Just, yeah. 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 I mean, blame is not totally on your house. I mean, it's a Lincoln thing. And um, but do you remember that that woman that that she was like, oh, I've come over for three weeks, and then she came over with a baby, and she literally was crying on the doorstep. She's like, Can yeah. we leave? And I was like, Yeah. Like, I, 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 do you want me to drive you to the nearest hotel, or like, and just literally helped her with her bags out this house? Like, I'm really sorry. Like, come back in nine months. It will look nice then. She was like, Yeah, that's no good to me now. I mean it did it just looked like a really shit student HMO it had like red slap blinds like a really crap kitchen the rooms were all grey and beige it was just like oh you say that though do you remember the kitchen was like a white high gloss kitchen and you ripped it out because it's a white high gloss kitchen yeah and then we saw another agent didn't we like recently refurbished kitchen and we knew we were like sitting there sniggering because we're like we've just ripped that kitchen out because it's so awful but these horrible black worktops it's like high gloss white kitchen is like grey handles and we were like yeah we've just ripped those out of two houses because they're so gross they're and they're so like look how amazing our kitchens are we're like no <laughs> high edge high end oh god yeah 
yeah one of our favorite things to do actually is send each other pictures and go have you seen this person's kitchen in lincoln <laughs> have you seen this lighting why would somebody do this oh look someone's copied your idea <laughs> like, and like completely fucked it up in their house no names mentioned oh, God. <laughs> definitely work it out from that i have to start talking because i i've just yeah Sorry, terrible <clears throat> No, we knew this was going to happen. Sorry, boys, did you have something to say? Because was... no, <laughs> yeah, no, not particularly. No, but just, 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 just so we might ask Harry the the, the main question of why he's oh. here. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> what what does the human side of property look like to you, Harry? So, I knew he was going to obviously like ask me this question, and as a long time listener, uh, you've had a lot of responses, and I didn't really, I never really thought of it before. But actually, like our whole business is because we didn't feel that any other agent had like a human side to it. It was all just very much like, this is a process. This is the system. This is how we do this specific thing. Whereas when we started student housing, we wanted to be like, like actually, do you know what? We care about the people that live there and we get it. Like if you're a student and you have no internet, like that's on us. Like we have to get that sorted for you because it's in 2020, just as important as hot water or TV working or whatever it is. Um, so for us, it's more about how you respect and treat your tenants and then gain that reputation of like, somebody that cares and actually essentially just gives a shit about the people that live in the houses that you look after and you own and I think that so many people are so like profit driven and they're so like my return on investment has to be this and I'm going to buy a cheaper door lock because I can save £2.50 here but actually a lot of people don't think about like the tenant experience and I know that when we design houses and when we're refurbishing houses we're doing the things like right okay think of like your typical tenant if they're getting ready in the morning they're going to want to blow dry their hair and what do you want to do when you're blow drying your hair you're you're uh, doing it next to a mirror. That means I need to have a plug socket next to a mirror or if I'm going to charge my phone, it needs to be to the bed. So it's like all those little things that you do are essentially the human side of it because whilst anybody can kind of just refurb a house and just say, that's a lovely house. It's got a nice non-high gloss white kitchen. Um, I'm going to let it now. I think it's that deeper delve into it that actually how are the people going to use this space and when they are using it, how am I going to help them during their tenancy? Because essentially anyone can just provide a property to someone. It takes a little bit more to sort of that human aspect of it and say actually I care about your experience here and actually I want you to have a good experience in this property yeah, yeah. no 100% agree with that mm. yeah that's a very similar ethos and approach that we take to everything we do so uh, yeah as as you know so um yeah no I, I um um I think it's important for the tenants to feel like they've had some value or they provide some value to you it's not a one-way thing it's not I'm a landlord, I've got properties, I've got tenants. It's like, how do I look after my tenants? They, it's a two-way thing. They obviously pay you rent for a service. Yeah. And especially when you get into the higher end, they're not just paying for the nice kitchen or the nice bathroom or the access to an ensuite. They're actually paying for the service they get from the landlord. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm constantly getting messages from my friends like, my landlord's terrible, they're doing this. What would you do? Yeah. And you're like, right, okay, this is what you need to do. And you like end up sort of advising all your friends and colleagues like, okay, so your landlord's a bit of a dick. This is what we can say and this is what we need to do. And actually it should be a bit better than this. Mm. Yeah, I think it is, is a huge problem around the, uh, the country is that this is the minority of, of um, landlords that, that um, actually you know, care, <laughs> give a shit. Yeah. Um, a, lot, a lot have the intention of you know, wanting to care, but actually never really follow through. And quite a lot of that is down to the uh, operator as well. So um, because I think fundamentally a lot of, um, a lot of letting agents will see tenants as an asset up until the point as they move in and they become a liability because yeah. they're only calling you when something's going wrong. Um, so, yeah, no, we have a massive, um, yeah, it's something that we're hugely passionate about is uh, making sure that tenant experience is, is key and, you know, who's living in that property. So, yeah, 100% agree. 
I think it's as well, I think it's about delving into like the reasons behind that. So for example, if a tenant, like the human side, if a tenant has, for example, no internet, it's not just, oh, a service I promised as a contractual obligation isn't working. It's actually that person can't do their university work. And actually why are they in that house? They're there because they've gone to university and they want to work. Or it might be a case that they're a media production student and they need to watch a film. And it sounds really silly, like, oh God, you're a tenant and you can't watch a film like boo-hoo. But actually it's really important to them and it's their expectation of what they need from you rather than what you might assume is, oh, it's just internet. It's just one of those things. Or I don't know, a hoover that breaks. And they're like, oh, they don't hoover anyway. But actually they're, they're paying you for that service. And I think it's important that you see the reason as to why they want those things fixed or those things sorted or, or even going above and beyond. Like recently with lockdown, when we had tenants that were isolating, we'd go drop off like care packages to them, just like super noodles and beer. But they were just like, this is amazing. This is brilliant. Like this is so much better than where we've ever lived before. And for us, you know, a couple of crates of Bud Light and some super noodles, but they appreciate just, it. Just go go back a minute. Say coronavirus, like COVID, is um, not particularly helped by people who have bad nutrition and who are drunk. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's more of a like top up of the essentials. I mean, to be fair, we did drop off like bagels and things like that as well. But the the beer and the super noodles were the things that really like sort of like stuck and yeah. resonated with them. Yeah, I, I joke now, but actually, I, I was just going back to my, my student days, and probably they were the two things that were constantly in the shopping basket. You know, mm. super noodles, pot noodle, um, and uh, you know the, the four pack of Stella. Well, now we're with. Actually, oh, no, it wasn't Stella. Stella. It was oh, yeah, it was Stella. Um, tenant tenants. I went to uni in Edinburgh. So even ten- worse. I, no. Oh. Judge. I don't know what that drink even is. Exactly. I, I, I do like tenants actually. Do you? You're Irish. What? Yeah, but that was my first experience of uh, when I went to university. My my first party, I we met some guys, and then and that's no, I, yeah, I met a guy at uh, like a um, what do we call it? Like a orientation at, uh, at the music department, and um, he said, "Well, why don't you come to this house party that we throw in?" And and um, so I turned up to this house party and um, and didn't. I don't think I brought anything. I might have brought um some some warm tenants, so like a pack of beer. Went and turned up and. Uh, yeah, this this tenants was hadn't been in the fridge. It was warm, and uh, yeah, it was my first experience of beer in Scotland. So oh. um, I don't know why I kept drinking it, but I, I generally would have a you know, tenants tops. Uh, I feel like that's such a like house party mistake. Like when I went to uni, it was all like bring the spirit because then you've only got to carry like one bottle, one bottle. with you, mm. and then you've only got to take one bottle home. Whereas if you took like a crate of beer, you'd always like leave it there, and then you'd I like lose half a crate of beer. My, right? It was my first yeah. party. You know, it was. <laughs> I I have subsequently done the you know, go to uh, Little and get the bottle of vodka, and um, then get to the get, oh, because it's cold, it's, it's warm. So then we get to the party, you stick it in the freezer, mm. and then forget about it, and then come to, uh, for a couple of hours. Come and then you've got this um, frozen bottle of vodka, um, which you might think would be sitting there going, well, actually, vodka doesn't freeze. But if you buy it from, from Lidl, yeah. it does. <laughs> um, it's, not, it's not pure alcohol. It's going to freeze. <laughs> yeah. So, so but, but, but then because you're impatient and it's the only alcohol you've got, you start siphoning it off. So you're having <laughs> shots of this pure alcohol. And um, as, as it is gradually, um, uh, yeah, I'm going so down. I'm so glad we never went to university together. I would, I, I literally, based on this drinking menu, would have just sacked you off completely as a friend. Like that just would not have happened. Why? What was you drinking? Oh yeah. God. Well, okay. So one of my <laughs> first experiences was like I mixed wine and I had Malibu in the same night, and <laughs> that ended really badly. But then I upped my game after that and I was very much a, a vodka girl. So I had the same philosophy as you. It's just like 
your bottle. And then don't you find when you get to the house party or wherever you're going to be, you you find the secret stash space that only you know about. Yeah, so it might be at yeah. the back of the food cupboard or it might yeah. be like underneath. Behind like something. open boxes of cereal when you're yes. like, you put that there. Yeah, 100%. totally. And you just hope that nobody has. But then you get into the mix of issue as well, because there's probably like three bottles of Coke that are open on the counter and you're trying to like just like set yours because you just don't know what people put into things at parties and you're just trying to. It's it's quite stressful. The more pissed you I get, see, obviously, I... the less you care. I feel like this is a rookie area as well. What you want to do is drink a little bit of the Coke and then just pour all your vodka in it and then you just walk around with a Coke bottle mm. and then your night's sorted. You're not worried about anything then. Yeah, but then the risk is to go too hard too fast, you see, because you've already you've you've got it there. And while it's in your hand, you're going to be like yeah, siphoning it back. So if you're actually going to be segmenting it into cups, then maybe the trick, what we've all learned from this, people, <laughs> is that you do the mixing and then you store the mixer in your secret squirrel space and then you have a glass that you nice. siphon it off into. Okay. But then you, want, you want it to be cold, so you put that in the fridge and then other oh, people start goodness. taking the Coke. And then if we could get like the minutes from this podcast... Yeah, I can like do a blog post on this. We can inform all like the students and stuff. Like, let yeah. them know they're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah, this I is think, really like, valuable information. Absolutely. Yeah. Although, aren't we now being informative, which you yeah. guys don't like being? Yeah, Nile is normally the police for this. He's, he's he was literally about to giant jump in. Look at his face. He's like, guys, we're getting informative and educational here. Like, step it back. Pretty like, much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> step it back. Okay, all right, fine. That's good. But I feel like I'm just... just sat here waiting for all of your slogans to come out. Like, tell me about your patches. <laughs> tell me about rings on the wrong finger or something. Hang on. Oh, what, we've what already patches had... have you got? Yeah, what patches do you have? <laughs> Is it the patch where you have your houses? Yeah, patches, patches your patch. Yeah. No hate, no oh, hate patch. patch. I thought yeah. you had, like, nicotine patches or something. No, no, no I mean, like, <laughs> so, like you know, on the podcast. Parties. Yeah, Noel hates a patch. Yeah, you no, hate patch, it. yeah. No, but it's all right if it's on the long finger. Is That's that right. right. Exactly. It's all right. It's yeah. okay on the long finger, yeah. So you can have a patch on your long finger, so don't shave that one. <laughs> no. no, but you know what? We could have, a minute ago, Noel, you could have jumped in when Matt said about putting the vodka in the freezer because he said, you just set it, you just put it in then, you just, and it's like a set and forget moment, I feel, when you put the mm. vodka in the freezer as a set and forget oh. moment. Yeah. 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 And then it freezes because it's shipped from Lidl, Iceland, or wherever you purchased it from. So yeah. Yes, I, I was I wasn't vodka based at uni. I was two bottles of wine for a fiver. Oh, nice. nice class. Red red wine, right? With a straw. With a straw, generally, yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course. Myself and my best friend used to meet up every Sunday night, two bottles of wine for a fiver, and watch black books. Nice, nice. That was, our, that was our Sunday night ritual through uni. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I can see that about you. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah I, think <laughs> I, say, I think it's just totally lost on me. I've never heard of Black Books. I don't know what Black Books is either, but I oh, understand. I, think you, bottles I of think you would enjoy it. You would enjoy it. Is it like it, an Irish yeah. thing or? No. no it's, a, it's, a, it's a comedy with Bill Bailey and the Irish guy, I've forgotten his name. Oh, I like Bill Bailey. He's funny. I can't yeah, remember he's, his name. He's either. very funny. Um, yeah, watch it. It's a okay. British right. com- comedy. Okay. All right. Mm. Can I just say that going back to the human side of property thing i think this is what everything that harry said is why it is another reason why i chose you as a letting agent because i think i could instantly see not only you did you really push for the fully managed service because you knew just having full control of that was just like what's going to give you the opportunity to deliver the best service to both me as a landlord but also to the tenants um but also like you gave a shit about the small things because 
and I always say this to people, if you're doing a renovation, your letting agent should be so integral to the decision-making process around stuff that you do, because at the end of the day, they know the end user, they know the market, and they know how that space is going to be used. And I mean, without you, I wouldn't have been able to design what I've designed. You know, obviously I had designer in, but I couldn't have. And, you know, you and I got into arguments like proper <laughs> arguments on where about tiles about tiles like proper like you, you know what I mean like and where we yeah. would paint stuff and, and like you would have your opinion on like you know shower heads and like whether or not it should be white plastic and blah 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 and you'd come in mm. I'd be so proud of the space that I'd be created you would you know why did you why did you go for a white electric shower it's plastic like why, why didn't you go for like something a little bit more gray or or those tiles really or what about the what about the purple tiles you, you just um, like yeah this, still not a fan yeah, but I love them, right? And they, they look so fucking ball. And you were like, yeah, I'm not so sure like that. And you just, yeah. So it's, I've paid for it since though, because every house I've refurbed, you have this classic response where you're like, looks like a hospital bathroom. Mm-hmm. Every single time, every yeah. house, I'm like, Joe, what do you think of this really premium bathroom I've just done? And you're like, looks like a hospital. I'm like, yeah. Oh, like, hospital. Like, all, all you miss is a grab handle. Yeah, literally. <laughs> he does not Harry. I always rinse Harry. I rinse Harry so hard because he loves white tiles. But to the point at which it's a little bit like, all right, mate, step back on the white tiles. So I was in a toilet once, and he knows this. I was in a toilet, and I was actually having a wee, and the whole thing was like his like white tile look. So I took a picture on the toilet and sent it to him, and was just like, oh, I'm in your like wet dream or something like that. And then he was like, um, no, they're beveled. Like I don't do a beveled white tile. <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah you're okay. Like picture, you've painted a really bad picture of the bathrooms i mean these are like these are like pristine like really premium tiles flat edge 300 by 100 i've got like all of the gold like i've got all of like bra like brush brass or gold like taps and accessories and my light fittings match and they're like super premium and joe's just like hospital yeah like hospital. hospital that looks like a clinic like why 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 would you do that to yourself however the 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 latest one that you did you know with the navy blue and the mustard sofa with the yes. that yeah. looks swish did you do the navy blue cushions in the end because i was wondering whether because you were uh, feeling it was a bit too mustard at one point no i didn't i i think i actually took the cushions off completely but i have done the bowling alley in the garden now oh yeah and yeah, yeah. i believe you promised if i did the bowling alley you're gonna put a ferris wheel in one of your houses i did yeah um <laughs> to be conv- next purchase babe just keep an eye out for me um, <laughs> okay yeah. so you just you need to look for the big garden yeah big garden <laughs> oh no, i thought we, it was gonna be inside no trees. i thought we were just gonna like rip the middle out and put the ferris wheel in we didn't specify but um we'll see we'll see what the property <laughs> allows when we find it um yeah we well, you know I'll... how um on in like google offices you get slides and fire poles yes. and things like that yeah, I, I'd quite like to see like a slide going from the top room all the way down to the bottom, maybe going out right. the back and then back in again. No, I feel it, like the falling fire into off- a ball pit. Do you, do you think fire officers would support that or do you think they'd be against it? Because I feel like that that would be it's easy to get out of the escape. Yeah, yeah as, long as, what- a, as long as there's a fire protected route out. So, so you have to clad it in um, or build it into a fire, fire box. But what from a disability perspective, if one of your t- <laughs> unable to get down the hot metal pole like oh. i mean it's probably more more friendly than if you're in a wheelchair and you're upstairs you've got to try and get a really slow lift down straight down on the slide straight into the garden do you remember when that council officer come around your house and she fell down that stairs <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'm not sure we should be, we should be laughing when someone injures themselves and you're in your own No, property. but she didn't. She like, it was, you was just doing the garden. So like the whole house was like completely done. Everything was like pristine. Everything was brand new. And then the garden was still being done. So the, the builders are literally there, like laying slabs, like building steps. Like they're, they're sorting out this garden because it's going to be a really nice little courtyard garden. And um, this, this, can we say her name? She's left now. Oh, we hated her so much. Can just we, say her first name. Identify her. Okay. So name. she used to come to the to the property and she used to identify herself, hold her council badge up, and go, "I'm Emily from the council." And you'd be like, "Okay, I'm Harry from student housing." And then she came in and she saw this step down into the garden and she was like, "Oh well, that's oh god, I don't know what. I'm, oh god, it's a step and I don't know how I'm going to. Oh, it's so dangerous. What if there was a fire?" And we're like, "Well, the guys are here. They're gonna we're gonna have a step up to it. Like there's gonna be a really nice like set of slabbed steps." And she was like, well, I need to test it. And she, no word of a lie. I've never seen a like BAFTA award winning. Like she literally, like sort of like, as if like the floor was made of lava, <laughs> like sort of dipped her toe down and was like, oh, 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 I don't know. I don't know if I can, oh. And then she like sort of did it. And she did this like yelp that was like, oh, I've just fallen down. And we were, me and Joe literally just looked at each other. And we were trying to hold it in. And we was like, like, what are we going to do here? And we was like, you okay? <laughs> that was it. It's very right, dangerous Emily. to need sorting. <laughs> we just like, okay. And then do you remember Nick? He came, he was like, it's all right, I've made some wooden steps in the meantime. There you go. And puts them like straight down. And then she's like, well, that, that's only a temporary precaution. We were like, yeah. This drop was like no more than what, like a foot? Like, it wasn't, it wasn't. Like she a was teetering like a dog about to jump into a pond. She was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Emily. Oh, oh Emily. Emily was the bane of our life. She must have done about yeah. what, four or five visits and just refused yeah. to license the property for ages. And then do you remember when we finally got it licensed, we had that nice lady come in who's dressed oh, halfway Susan. undone down her was back. Susan? I don't yeah. remember. But she, her dress wasn't done up. So you and I were walking behind her up a set of stairs <laughs> going, does she know she's not fastened into her dress? Like, that's a bit awkward. And do you remember where we had the gaps? Because the house was so well. She, she wanted a bigger gap. gap. She wanted a bigger gap. Emily wanted to close the gap. She wanted gaps and she wanted little step wedges and all the rest of it. This chick wanted a bigger gap so smoke could get out and set off the sounder. We were like, got it, brilliant, <laughs> fine. We'll, we'll make the gap massive, thank you. <laughs> oh, she essentially God. didn't want fire doors because her explanation was, well, if there's if there's a bigger gap, the smoke comes in quicker to alert them. And we're like, yeah, and also suffocate them. So yes. I think we've got a happy medium. Like, let's yeah. just leave it where it is. <laughs> But this is it just proves the point that you are at the mercy of the licensing officer. Each one's yeah, got a different true. agenda, right? Like true. oh my god. Very true. Oh so, um, I, I feel like we've we've um fallen into the episode roulette and, and started asking about licensing. But oh yeah. Um shall we sorry, um, sorry. So, so Harry, would you like to ask your question? Okay, cool. Maybe oh, maybe we maybe it can be uh, turn away from the Harry Joe show. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm gonna, what I'm is just it gonna like to quiet. listen to the podcast for the first time, Nile and Matt? <laughs> <laughs> quite tedious actually <laughs> yeah yeah i'm, I'm bored <laughs> oh sorry guys okay so i've got a question for all of you so so if you had to be a type of property what type of property would you be that's a good question Ooh. this is a question we ask when we're like hiring someone new for like um student housing this is a question we ask in like interview one really psychoanalyze it as well so the first the first thing that came into my head was a brothel <laughs> 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 oh dear yes um, no sorry i just had to share that <laughs> the first ironic thing that came into your head <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah ironic that's a male-only brothel there's no no ladies oh, allowed. okay got it got it 
Got it, Are got they called it. a sauna? Well, there's no saunas are saunas, a brothel's a brothel. You don't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Stop that. Jesus. <laughs> Duh. So, I mean, Niall, like, what's your answer? We normally ask this in an interview scenario. Normally, somebody's like three bed semi, like with semi. the kitchen, and we're like, really? Like, that's the property you want to be? No. I've never had brothel <clears throat> yet. In the oh, situation, I, I think that might be. Uh, with well, a little, little depends, they know that would get the job. Depends on the interview. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Okay, this is a great question, Matt. I feel like you'd be all over this. I feel like you'd know the answer. Well, I don't know. I've got the I've got the answers that I think I probably should say. And the answers. Yes, same. And I was like, well, actually, no. I was like, well, I don't be this co-living property. That yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, that's not necessarily what I what I would want to be. I probably want to. Depends what day of the week it is. Whether I have to bring the kids, um, but it's not about kids; it's about what pro- property I would be. That was your gut say. So, like? whenever I'm asked this question, I always say, "Oh, I'd be like a penthouse in like a big city." Um, yeah. I like to think that I could aspire to like be the best that I can. So I'm like the penthouse on the best one in the block. I've got like all these amazing views, and I feel like it's quite like a stylish thing to have. So, if I was to choose, I'd say like city penthouse. Nice. Because nice. also you've got. You've got to think about it. Is it the house you want to live in, or is it um, a house that represents your personality? I think the latter. <laughs> That's why I said brothel. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the instant things that come into to, to mind are the houses you want to live in. Yeah, like a brothel. Um, Niall. A brothel. No one wants to live into a brothel because you take care of all the ladies, wouldn't you, babe? You'd be like the yeah. You'd be really nice. Yeah, they'd be all they'd be all safe with me. They'd be they fine. Would. They actually would. I, I'd work in a brothel that you were at. Like I would. Yeah. Like that would be lovely. Like we'd have yeah. I'd have a cup of tea in between clients. You know, we'd have like yeah. a little. Yeah. No, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. So, I <laughs> a cup yeah. of tea between clients. Into <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, myself in a very good life. <laughs> please make that like the episode title. Like cup of tea between clients. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, um, think of something. Niall, think of something. Yeah, so um I was thinking about something which has stood the test of time. So it is similar to what I um because because I like to grow and and to learn, etc. So a it is the house I want to eventually live in, like taking an old something that's been there for a long time, like an old barn, and actually converting it into something amazing which is high-end beautiful um and has the ability to be creative and also get your head down um so i think something like that that's stood the test of time it's got a long you know, track record of standing still um but then evolving into something which is um epic and we're so like a grand design like a grand design sort of house i suppose so yeah 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 nice yeah, yeah good answer like that you get the job Excellent. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. <laughs> I, um, I would think for me, probably like an old Victorian or Georgian style property. Those old like grand properties with, uh, with a nice bit of land around it, like a big garden that's got character. It's got, um, it's, it's been around for a long time, like Matt's type of property as well, but it's got yeah, it's 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 got a history. It's got a story to tell. Nice. Mm. What's your story? What's your story? <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
so two things immediately sprang actually three things immediately sprang into my head because of course I can't just have one fucking idea so the first thing was a doll's house because you're really small yeah well partly because <laughs> because you know like the human side of property is all about like stories and like the like when I was a kid like just playing with a doll's house and I'm not talking like any doll's house it, I would need it to be an upgrade than on the doll's house that I actually had because it was shit it was from a jumble sale but like I want like a full-blown massive ornate crazy rooms and just like that for me was like just you're designing the story that goes on inside that house like that's that's the first thing that came to head then I thought that's stupid so don't don't give that answer so I thought a lighthouse would be quite cool just came into my head right but then I thought really no you only said lighthouse because you thought doll's house was shit so actually that's not what you really wanted to be she ought to be a warning to people <laughs> keep away keep away <laughs> with, with my own unique flash <laughs> so yeah so then i thought that's just stupid you're trying too hard and then what i actually settled on was like a river house so like uh, you know so in wandsworth in particular so we've got a friend anna who lives on a boat she's in property as well and she's got like a proper boat, you know, it's got a wheelhouse and all the rest of it. I don't want that. What I'd want is like what's like near in the same mooring as her, which is effectively a floating house. And these things are baller. Like they're just got it. They're so kitted out. They're so luxury. They're so high end. And you just get to be on water all the time in high end living and just, yeah, kick back. I'm like, that's what I would want to be. Freedom. Nice. Yeah. Nice. They're such good answers. Like, like I said before, normally in like an interview situation, they're just like, just like a four bed, like semi-detached <laughs> house. And you're like, really? That's like you, is it? Like you're Woo! just a run of the mill, three bed, detached, semi, like semi-detached house, like nice. And then they're like, yeah, it's like a good answer. You're like, no, not really. Not really, no, <laughs> you don't get the job, sorry. Boating luxury boat though, all for that. <laughs> yeah, <sweet. laughs> okay. however, I think if I'd said lighthouse, I think given that there may be a said um, rival letting agency with that name in, uh, Lincoln, you mm. may have had a different response. <laughs> I honestly don't know what you're talking about. I, okay, I've never heard you. of such agency. That's a very safe answer. Well done, Harry. Excellent. <laughs> so at this point, I think we should do a little bit of episode roulette and see see where we get to. So for those of you who uh, listeners out there who've not heard episode roulette before, uh, we're going to scroll through. I'm going to scroll through all the previous episodes of Property Jam, uh, of which uh, Harry has um, listened to them all, and we're going to give him a quiz on. Um, what was said at um, 13 minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> into you know, I'm probably going to get it. I've listened yeah, to it all like two or three times. He's a bit of a psycho, so yeah. he probably will. So, uh, <laughs> so what we're going to do is I'm going to start scrolling and uh, Harry, you say stop and I'll read the episode title and we want your opinion on that uh, topic, please. So over to Hello. you. Stop. Episode... I went too far. They were, <laughs> they were all guest episodes. <laughs> Uh, what do you think do again? <laughs> i was, I was again. hoping that you was going to go nearer the beginning because i feel like they're the ones that i like go back to. Yeah, yeah 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 exactly yeah that's why i was like giving it a bit of a pause that's, that's what he's supposed to do harry oh <laughs> i can't get the staff tell me when oh. okay episode 12 goal setting oh god over to you I- <laughs> to me yeah um i'll be honest super fan here hasn't actually listened to that episode oh, um no, so I, I have no idea what it's about um but in terms of it 
No, we, talk, we, we, talk, we talked about how to set goals, where you, when you might set goals, what's a goal that might you know, be relevant to you and, and all of that stuff. So and I think actually we dished goal setting in the episode going, well, actually the traditional way of setting goals and having years resolutions and stuff was um, a bit, a bit crap. So um, we, we kind of gave our own slant on it, as you would probably imagine. So I don't, I don't think I'm not a big believer in, in setting goals. I think, you know, things, um, things just kind of happen and they happen for a reason. One of the times that I have had to set a goal is when we very first started this business, we had to, um, we had to come up with like a business plan. I think it was for like a bank account or an office or something. And we set all these like targets and goals and all the things that we thought we'd achieve. And um, <laughs> we was like really optimistic and unrealistic. And I think it was like year one, we'll own like 4,000 properties. We'll have like 20,000 tenants and we'll be in like nine cities. And then like we... <laughs> quite frequently like at like staff meetings and stuff we'll refer back to this and just like piss ourselves laughing like why on earth did we think we'd have nine offices i can barely cope with two like let alone nine and it's like all these like really random plans like we'll we'll have a hotel business and we'll be doing this and i think like one of the main things we realized was actually maybe just like set on one thing and just do that one thing really well don't try and open up like an airbnb business at some crappy houses on monk's road just focus on the like one thing they weren't refurbished don't look at me like that um <laughs> but like just set on the one thing like the goals that we set were just so unrealistic and we look back at it now and we just sort of laugh at ourselves like why did we think we'd do that why did we think we'd have a hotel we're not hoteliers. We don't know anything about food. Like that was it. So you yeah, do sometimes. have a goal. Um, I, I, do I have a goal now? Well, I think you do have a goal. That's kind of um, summarised that your, your goal is to probably be the best student housing um, operator you can be. Well, he is. I think, like they, I think they yeah, I think you can only have a goal that if you've already achieved it, like need a new one, maybe across the world or like, <laughs> there's me again, like sky high, like here's my goals, like 2027. 20, amazing i think you're inherently driven so i think you i think you probably have goals in your head that not aren't necessarily articulated because i think when you started um student housing your sole ambition really was to be the best out there because it was so oh, yeah, much out there right and yeah. that just happened like you you did yeah, that I, two years so i think we, when we first started like we we saw that some of the other agents very much took like a business approach and you know going back to the first question maybe they didn't look at the human side of it and I think that we very much saw that gap and we was like we can do this and we can actually through becoming bigger ourselves we kind of forced them to get better which is quite nice like there's a couple of times where I've seen things like like what you were saying where people copy certain aspects of what we do and we're like nice like you're three years late but nice like I'm glad that that's kind of catching on now um so yeah from that aspect it's really nice I mean but going forward I think I'm not a goal person. Like I don't have, what is it that you guys have? Is it a, a Xena or something? Oh, you're like um, task management. Oh thing. no, him, Asana, like the Asana, Asana. bitch over there. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't have that. I don't set my tasks, I have tasks and I'm not like working towards a project to just kind of take every day as it comes. Yeah. Love it. Cool. Thank you. Let's do one more. I'm scrolling again. Stop. Stop. Um, episode number seven before property oh oh yeah you've got quite an interesting backstory hey yeah, yeah like, so what before you um, go into property what were you what were you doing so i was a law student at the university of lincoln so i um lincoln had like a real accommodation shortage in my first year so like all students you apply to ucas and then you're like waiting for that letter and they've said like you're in and you're like great they're, like do you want to apply for some accommodation i'm like yeah like this is 
I'm going to make meet my new best friends forever. So I'm like applying for this accommodation. Then I've heard like nothing. And I'm supposed to move to Lincoln in like two days. I'm like, I don't know where I'm living. So I ring them <laughs> and I'm like, um, where am I living? Like where, 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 where do I put my bits? And I was like, oh, right. Just bring like an overnight bag and we'll sort it out when you get here. And I was a bit like, what? Like, no, like, I don't want to be doing that. Like, what about all my new friends that I promised myself? And they were like, oh yeah. So it's like temporary accommodation in a port cabin for up to two weeks, or you can just like go and find a house. And I was like, oh, okay. I'll just go find a house then. So he like rung up, rung up this random letter agent and was like, I'm a student. Um, I'd like to have other students. Can I have a house please? And they were like, yeah, like we've got two other students. They're going to be like your best friends and you can move in with them. I was like, brilliant. What a great idea. Got to the house. It's like a very standard, like Victorian house. And then, um, my, my grandma come up and she said, she, she pretty much looked down her nose and she's like, it's an horrible house. She went, but, but to make you feel a bit better and because I'm so proud of you for getting into uni, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay for your rent. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is like incredible. So I was like, oh, brilliant. That's like three and a half grand for the, for the year. She's like, no, not everyone's rent, mate, just yours. And I was like, yeah, like it's three and a half grand. Went, well, how can it be three and a half grand? Like my flats don't get that. Like I don't get that. Per- There's like four of you in this house. That's like, it's like, 15 grand like how how how's that work and you have to pay your bills on top and I was like yeah she next door was for sale she literally walked and in Lincoln like the houses have like an alleyway down the middle so she's come out of my front door knocked on this guy's house excuse mate how much your ass and he's like I've got it up for 75 but I take 70 she went brilliant can you be out in three weeks these boys haven't signed a contract yet he was like um yeah I suppose and she went right brilliant Harry you're moving in here there's no rent to worry about I'll pay this month and you boys can be in we was like Okay, like great. Love it. Grandma so much. I know. And then she went round like just buying loads of houses whilst I was at uni. And she's like, "You can look after these. You've got loads of mates. You can rent them all out." And I was like, "Yeah, like I I can I can do that." She went, "You're not going to be able to charge me anything because you get rent free, so I get all the money." And I was like, "Okay, like that's cool. Like I'm I'm cool with that." And then when I left uni, um, I went to London and got a really crappy job working for a foreign exchange broker. And then one of the agents that was looking after the houses did a really bad job, and I come to Lincoln. And um, I met my friend Marcus, who I'm business partners with now. And um, we got really drunk. He was like, we should start a business. I hate my job in London. Like, you hate your job working for the NHS. Like, let's just start a business. We got really drunk. He was like, we should open a bar. Like, opening a bar. What a great idea. And then we sort of, like, wake up in the morning. And I was like, do you know what, mate? Like, I'm not, I don't know much about bars. Like, I don't think it's a good idea. And out of complete freak accident, I got a call from one of the, the from the agent looking after one of the houses. She's like, oh, your tenant's kicking off about this damp work. And I was like, oh, I'm down the road like I'll go have a look walked into the house and it was awful like the whole thing was just like condensation mold everywhere like I lived in this house so I refurbished it we had like flat screen TVs built into all the walls there was like Sonos speakers like built into the ceilings like it was an amazing student house and I went into the agency and I was like this is horrible like nothing you've charged me for has been fixed and she said to him yeah if you want to copy your statement it's 25 pound admin fee I was just like for you to tell me how much money of mine that you've spent she was like yeah I thought, well, can you just show it on the screen? I'll just take a picture. Like, you don't have to print anything then. She was like, no, no, because of, like, data protection. I was like, right. So how do I know how much money of mine you spent? She went, well, you could pay the admin fee or you could wait for your annual statement in April. I was like, it's January. Like, that's two months away. I was like, that's not going to happen. And then, like, fast forward four years, we took half their portfolio and now manage it. So she doesn't work there anymore because they had to downsize. This is why he's my letting agent. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and never been charged for a statement ever nobody no. has ever been charged for a statement for that. no that's, that's just ridiculous to print a piece of paper right in front of you like i know and <laughs> she wouldn't even let me take a picture on the computer and she like snapped at me because i got a bit i was like quite 
aggravated. So I was like, well, look, I can just sort of step around and take a picture. And this is obviously like before the whole COVID thing, so you can get close to people. And then she was like, will you just back away from me? I was like, whoa, like, I just want to like see Emily. how much money you've stolen. Honestly, yeah, it's worked. But yeah, it doesn't work there anymore. They have to downsize and move office to a smaller location because we oh. took half their portfolio. Shame. Sorry. What are you going to yeah. do? That's what happens. Mm. So it's just business, not personal. That's right. Yeah. Although once we did we did do that to an agent that was quite a small agent and they only had one big student landlord and they had like 30 houses. And I think the agency only had about 60 houses total when I had to walk in and I was like, can I have the keys to this particular landlord's portfolio? And they're like, yeah, like that's fine. We'll get it sorted. And I was like, I'm really sorry. They were like, no, you're not. I was like, no, I genuinely am. Like I actually feel quite bad about this. And they was like, yeah, you don't. Like two people in here are going to lose their jobs because of you. And I was just there like, oh, oh God. really bad about this now. Like... I'm sorry, but we but did, yeah. But at the end of the day, had they been doing their job properly, they wouldn't have lost it. Yeah. So, who do, who do you blame for those people losing their jobs? Oh, no, nice. no. I mean, it's a good mm. way. It's a better way of looking at it. I felt when I left, I was like, I feel really shit about this. Like, I mm. feel terrible. And you were like, I should have opened up that bar. Should have done it. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm>... No, <laughs> never the bar. Just imagining you owning a bar in Lincoln, because having seen you make cocktails, do you remember we had that cocktail making competition? Do you remember? And we were absolutely off our face. Like, and yeah. I accidentally recorded the whole thing. I was just thinking, <laughs> I, I could see that bar just playing out in Lincoln. Either that, or you buy Crystals, which is a strip club in Lincoln, yes. which Harry and I have ended up in together. <laughs> and just, just, just make it work, mate. Just make it work. I'll come in. I'll come there's in. So your, I'll come there's, your, if... there's your goal. There you go. No way. I'll, I'll come off of shift having just worked in Niles Bothell and I'll come straight into the strip club. Perfect. Do you know what? Literally, what yesterday I sent you the right move listing to the strip club that's come up for sale. And I was like, yeah. Joe, Joe, it's up for sale. It's up for sale. And then Joe takes me back. She's like, I know, I've already seen it. We've discussed it before. I was like, when? When are we talking about buying strip clubs together? I mean, it's going to happen at some point. That's just it's mm. inevitable. It's going to happen. I love it. it. Well, well Niles will end up living there for the sounds of it. <laughs> I just move in. <laughs> it's crystals with a K. Can you cope with that? Sorry. It's crystals with a K. Can you cope with that? I think you. I think you. Oh, I'll spell I'll it with a K. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right. Well. So I think on that note, we're going to have to start to <laughs> wrap this up a bit. <laughs> So uh, thank you very much uh, for listening to the Harry and Joe show, this, uh, this particular episode. <laughs> and I hope it has been enlightening for you. Uh, and a special thanks to our, our, our hosts, Joe and Harry from Student Housing. <laughs> you knew it was going to go this way. We're never getting invited back on, am I? Tell you what, should we just start our own podcast? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, God, there would be fodder, wouldn't there? Oh, there'd be fodder. <laughs> The Student Housing Podcast. There you yeah. go. You've seen it here. You can first. catch us on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> bring, bring your own wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a shame because when we first talked about having, you know, you were one of our first brainstormed guests to come onto Property Jam um, over what? a year ago yeah. now. Um, Taking we 64 thinking... episodes, guys. <laughs> Um, we wanted to do it in person where we could what, get drunk yeah we oh, wanted to get a bottle of wine and do it in person so i know i think we took, took the decision to um just um do it because I we don't know when it. we can do it in person so uh let's yeah but thank you very much for coming on so i think at this point it's a thank goodbye from me. me it's a goodbye from me it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from me who am i waving at let's <laughs> just wave anyway bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs>
on Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at propertyjampodcast at outlook.com. See, See you on, on the next, next episode. episode.